0: All right,
1: alright, alright. Yeah, baby. Welcome to the Dynasty Hot Sauce Podcast. I'm Larry Monkey, and you can find me on Twitter at FFLarryMonkey. And with me, as always, you know him as the the redneck hippie from Mississippi. The Mississippi hippie. The redneck hippie with the deer, the bow, and the arrow. And he shoots the deer with the bow and arrow. At Road DFF justin rogers my dad, my
0: dad. You know what? I'm, I'm glad we have ditched the baby deer killer thing <laughs> <laughs> until this weekend when one of them walks out in front of me i'll tell you guys about it <laughs> nice. what's yeah. up man what's up
1: watching some playoff football tinkering around in my dynasty leagues i made a trade we could talk about all that going with the guests tonight got anything funny to say about it i
0: don't have any calculated responses <laughs> or anything you didn't catch that at all. Damn it. <laughs> I, I got it. I got it. Thanks, Izzy. Somebody's yeah. paying attention here. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? <laughs>
2: I podcast with Hurley, so I get all the dad jokes. All I catch the them all jokes. now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Classically trained in dad jokes, so. Yeah. I mean,
1: we've had gurus on the show, but we've never had a
2: pharaoh. No. No, you have not. I'd be surprised if you did. There's a couple of us out there. couple a little pharaohs. Little voice. A couple pharaohs out there. Still left. Is there? That's what I hear.
1: Well, Hey. You know the voice, at DTC, underscore, is he E, is he out? Hasn't changed in seven years. fantasy. Well. Yeah. And you got this cool little symbol next to your name, like the whole DTC, like branding in your Twitter handle. How do you do that? Man? How do you get that? That I think that was just a
2: emoji that was available. It just kind of worked. Wow. That's a perfect one for
0: Yeah, it is. Yeah, for right? You, that, yeah. Yeah. For you. In case yeah. you in case you haven't looked and you should, it's like a little balancing scale thing. Mm-hmm. Izzy's the co-founder of the Dynasty Trade Yeah, man. So,
2: mm-hmm.
0: the DTC. Welcome to the so, show.
2: Thank you, sir.
1: Appreciate it. I love, I love this guest uh, coming on because I am a customer of the Dynasty Trade Calculator. I'm a longtime customer, I think.
0: Bro, pretty and, pretty and glad somehow. you're part of the family, man. Yeah. And somehow, still, you send some atrocious offers. Oh, I know. I have a reputation This
1: isn't this isn't yeah. good branding for the for the trade cap. But no, I, I think, I think <laughs> you only look
0: at it after people after people tell them, Larry, that's a fucking awful offer, and he's like, yeah. Oh, well, let me go put in the calculator and see. Maybe oh, should- I, I don't want to talk about the score. I don't want to
1: talk about the score. <laughs> Listen, we all know trade calculators are you know they're they're for reference, right? You know you should yeah, you yeah, don't absolutely. you don't swear by the trade calculator. I this mean, the guide. And you're the trade calculator guy, right? Yeah, no, that's just definitely easy. just a guide.
0: Oh man, don't don't be the screenshot, folks. All right, folks, don't be the screenshot people. All of our all of our listeners know better. But but do use them because it does give you an idea of how to build a build a trade and put one together.
2: It's just, yeah, it's a reference point. You know, it just gives you an idea. Another tool to
1: How many trade offers come your way with the DTC screenshot?
0: Oh yeah.
2: Like just to be like, dude, oh, come on, man. Mm. <laughs> used, to, used to happen. So I'm in a lot. Most of the leagues I'm in, I'm in with established people. Players. Yeah, established, yeah, established dynasty players that are in the industry for the last handful of year five, ten years, and they don't really use tools like that. So I don't run into it as often as I have when I've joined like orphans. I've had people I've taken over orphans, I've had people send me The calculator and i'm like yeah no i get it it's it's a on paper it's fair but you know i'm taking this shitty orphan taking over this orphan that isn't very good i'm not Mm going to take eckler for bateman in a first for example like i'm not going to do that it's fair it's just not something i would consider doing with a rebuilder so it's like context is taken out and i don't know the calculator is it's it's as good as we're going to get it because it's just pulling kind of segue into probably what you're gonna ask me it's pulling information so it is a true market indicator, but that's not always the most accurate across every single league. There's different, there's sub markets in different leagues. Yeah, absolutely.
1: I was, um, talking to justin there are different trade calculators out there and they all give you the general ballpark of that player value but there are other times where like they differ quite a bit what's your take on that is just just they're capturing different uh, data
2: other calculators and how they do it how yeah. yours works yeah so we we try to gather as much data from uh, we include any sort of trades through mfl i think we have a sleeper api as well kind of hurley works the um hurley and our developers work the back end he's kind of our tech side um mm-hmm. We use polls. We use ADP from multiple sources. And then that's how that's what generates our values. And if there's like weird news that's like, for example, like the Tyreek Hill incident, where it just kind of he got suspended and used abuse, you know, the domestic abuse stuff, you know, we have to react to that manually because we're right. not going to be able to, there's not enough trad, trade data that picks up in time. So we do that manually to kind yeah. of get an idea of where it would be. So we will reduce somebody's value manually usually i i will put out a poll just to cross-reference that in time um transaction or uh, reduction in value and then if it's off i'll just readjust and then we'll wait for data to come in to automatically fix
0: it so who is responsible for actually adjusting value on the chart so is it's it it's, it's done
2: no it's done automatically and the only person that makes manual adjustments is me so i'm the only one that actually has True access to the back end. I mean, the other guys have access to the back end, but they never go in the back end. So sure. I'm the Q&A guy. I'll go in every once in a while and take a look and be like, ah, man, I don't know about this. There might be a, like a really most recent trade that's really lopsided that's skewing values. So I'll go in and take a look. But we have created some sort of to avoid that. And this is something that Hurley and the developers can talk about more. But a lot more goes into moving player values than just like one transaction. Sure. So there needs to be several, I don't know how many, to cause a player to actually start moving, to avoid those situations where lopsided trades happen and then it just kind of takes Excuse the player out of whack. The yeah, route, yeah, and if there's really little trade activity on a player over an extended period of time, they, they don't change. Kind
0: of stagnant value.
1: Yep. you think that these rookie wide receivers, then they tend to bust out towards the end of the season? Do you notice uh, like a trend of certain positions or player pool that kind of jumps in adp Mm -hmm. more than others
2: yeah i mean i would say it's an age thing and it's a time like the more games a player has the less deviation they have from their current value so you know you could have i don't know i I used will fuller as an example one time Uh he he kept he kept getting hurt and he (laughs) had lost value um from when his rookie year happened and he kept came, came back, got hurt, came back, got hurt, whatever. And then he put together like a handful of games that were really good, but his value didn't really shift all that much. But the more games a player accrues, and this is natural, the less, ver- less deviation they'll have from their value. Whereas if we only have a three or four game sample size and a player has a great game and a bad game, he'll bounce around because people are just trying to figure out kind of where is this end game. Like, is this person, let's find out where their ceiling is and where their floor is. But if a player has been around for four or five years and they just go crazy for a six-game stretch, they're not going to change all that much because the market doesn't change on him. Like people yeah. kind of already know, like like oh, Darius Slayton having a good good start to you know or mid-season this season, he he started putting up some stats. He's not going to change. His value is going to be depressed regardless of what he does.
0: So did it take a little longer for a player like Cooper Cup last year when he had that monster breakout two years ago? Is what I'm saying in 2021. Did it take a little longer for his value to adjust because he had been in the league for five years or whatever? Four
2: years? Yeah, yeah, and we did, and we do track kind of the historical trends of players, and I think we go back twenty-four months. I don't think we have an all-time, but we go back the last twenty-four months, and yeah, it took him a lot longer to increase in value than it would. A rookie or a second year player that goes crazy
1: so how did you come up with this idea were you just tired of getting shitty trades and you were like man i gotta think of something that everybody can kind of
2: yeah it's, yeah well that's what the ba- the base came came from just tired of shitty trades you know so now i gotta <laughs> use these to to keep the eyes looking fresh but um <laughs> no actually hurley and i uh, before we you know we were married uh no it was before we got married before i got married he had gotten divorced he was on his yeah you and summer. hurley
0: didn't get you and jp didn't get married no, no. We kind of are, though,
2: technically. I mean, I mean
0: it's it's 2023. There's no yeah. problem with that. I'm
2: just Yeah, no, but we're practically, we're as married as you'll ever get. I mean, uh, I've known Early for now 22 years, um, and he hired me. At, so here's the story I'll take you back to the beginning just yeah, real
0: quick. We're, we're down for that. So oh.
2: when I was like 16 years old, my cousin, who's a female, worked at, you know, those kiosks in the mall where they just kind of annoy you with stuff?
0: Absolutely. So yeah.
2: there was a kiosk there that she worked at that sold lotion and hand massagers. Okay. Yep. And I was a young kid. I'm like, yeah, sure. Whatever. I'll sell, sell whatever. I don't really care. So I was there trying to rub lotion on old ladies hands and do the <laughs> massagers. And I was a really yeah. good salesperson. I believe it or not, a young teen selling to old ladies, they, they beat are. out of your hand. Yeah. So I was, over I, I was moving lotion. Like <laughs> the bar dude, like it was, it was crazy. <laughs> so he kept walking by you know i was walking by and he worked at trade home shoes as a manager there and i would always go to his store and take a look and we never really had a conversation oh but then after a while i started to get, okay this guy i see him all the time and i always tried to like get joke with him and like put lotion and give him massages and all this stuff and he kept walking by walking by and then eventually <laughs> eventually i i got him because i went to his store and we were chit-chatting so i finally got the massage that he never bought for me but He ended up hiring me to his store. He's like, "Hey, you're willing to sell that? You can sell shoes." So I worked with him for a little bit. He actually got me in my very first fantasy league when I was 16. I joined him, and I created a dynasty league in 2007. And we would we had it was a home league, and we'd always go Friday nights. We would get away. Uh, He obviously at at that time was he was married at the at that point before he got divorced. But he we would go to the hookah bar on friday nights and smoke hookah play cards and try to make trades there'd be four of us there live trading yeah so we would try to make these trades and we would be like hey you know um that's way you know it's completely unfair that's ridiculous so on and so forth we did this for like three years four years that went by we kept doing this like you know what we should probably create something and we never did we just kept talking about creating something kept talking about it i ended up getting married it took forever to kind of really spend some time and then finally the, we broke there's nothing out there that does <laughs> this you know dlf existed um under the helmet existed at the time so we're like let's let's just build it let's just finally build it so we started building it and we launched it on GoDaddy. it was really crappy um, it was <laughs> excel spreadsheet basically that we created and slowly over time we kind of honed in the elements of the calculator and then we ended up hiring a developer to actually build this thing out for us and then we really tightened up all the algorithms and now we've gotten to the point where i personally think it's the most accurate on the market like i said nothing's perfect but it's as close as we're going to get i think with how crazy different leagues are and how players value how people value players differently it's just kind of and there's so many different types of leagues the leagues that people get used to like the little nuances that people get used to that you can't formulate inside of a calculator really start driving trades one way or the other. So everybody's league is a little different too. You know what they view as the normal league, but yeah, so that's how it, that's how it got started, and that's where we are today. All because
0: of this Friday night trade. That's
2: Friday what, night hookah trade, yeah.
1: FF Hercules.
2: FF Hercules, yeah, amazing. Yeah.
1: And, and that's not just the calculator. Now it's like it's a it's a full website with rankings and yeah like links to podcasts and stuff.
2: Yeah. So the rankings actually, we used to have writers, and we stopped doing the writer thing because that's just kind of your. It's uh, it's impossible to get people to write for fifteen dollars an a article and do it sure. consistently. It's just not. Yeah. I mean what's the point hey nobody got time for that as they say so we got rid of writers and we got rid of the rankings and then we said you know what why don't we just pull the values from our calculator to create a rankings page so then people don't have to go in and look up each individual player we can just rank them based on how they pull from the from the market it's not like like
1: dave's rankings it's
2: like data-driven rankings Correct, which is why we can have we can do two hundred. <laughs> you can do like two hundred and fifty different, I guess, combinations for rankings yeah. depending yeah. on the league format and what you want. So it kind of helps. And things, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So it's kind of nice because it just pulls directly from the the values. We've really just streamlined everything.
1: So yeah, I always jump on there, just check it, check things out, and I'm pretty good with um, nailing the value. Like I look up a guy and I'm like, ah, hey, he's probably like four, four and a half. Bam. Yeah, but, you know, <laughs> be like four point eight. Yeah. yeah. So, so I'm rarely like way off. So the values are they're pretty general. You're yeah. not you're not arguing with the calculator. You're like it's it's pretty
2: much all. It's pretty reasonable. Right on. It's pretty it's right. On. Well, there are times where you know I'm like yeah, it's a little off. Uh, we, our biggest mistake is we didn't go when we created the the numbers. And I don't know why we did this, but we didn't go. You know, some of the trade calculators they go to like thousands of value like points. Yeah, like fifteen hundred points. It's like okay, what is that? So we, when we launched, we wanted to keep it relatively simple where you didn't have to figure out, like, what is 800 points, really? So, <laughs> But what we didn't do was we didn't go high enough. We probably should have just went to 100. Like, the 100 is kind of like a, a 10 out of 10. Like, you, it sure. doesn't exist, right? There's really no 10 out of 10 because then that'd basically be saying that there's nobody more attractive than that person, which is not true. High as you can go is like 9.9. 9. So we should have created up to a 100-point scale. Technically, we don't have a cap but we have a reasonable limit from our midpoint for because we use first to determine like player values off of that mm. and there's really nobody that's going to end up being worth like 6 mid mid-firsts. like it just won't happen i think the most the highest rated player it might be mahomes or allen and in superflex and they might be in the 80s maybe 70s 80s yeah something if like that to
0: have the 100 point scale yeah
2: so, and if we went 100 point scale, they would probably be as close to 100 as you can get.
0: Yeah, they'd be like 99. 90, 70, yeah, like 95. Yeah,
2: something like that. So mm-hmm. there definitely was room to expand. But now we can't expand it because we have so much data that's all of our old data. We don't want that to become obsolete by right. changing the scale. So we're kind of like in this middle ground. Like, how do we how do we do it? Maybe we do it slowly over time to kind of reach that point. But it's still in the
0: works. You know, inflation's real. It can happen to Yeah, me. right. There you go. Uh, dynasty inflation. That's a good point.
1: <laughs> has anyone increased more in value
2: than Brock Purdy has? Yes and no. But here's the thing with Brock. In Superflex, he's really not being moved a lot. He's not being moved a lot, and he's not being moved for a lot. If he's being moved, he's being moved for seconds. It seems to be the common thread. Seconds or yeah. players of second-round value. There's very yeah. few trades where he's eclipsing first-round value.
1: I traded him... For uh, right when he came on the scene, uh, like his second game, I traded him for Cortland Sutton straight up, and everyone was like, "Yeah, great trade, woohoo!" Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. Nine <laughs> times out of ten, Neither that's one. the right trade. So. Yeah,
2: and, and honestly, like, yeah, that's the right, it's the right move to make. And at the end of the day, there's still a good chance that Brock Purdy. May not be the guy next year. And he's in the same position. Yeah. Like Gardner, you know, if you remember uh, Minshew, we we saw the same thing. He had like this really productive season, end of season, filling in. And then he was the starter at the beginning of the season. But then he had a quick leash and we never saw him again, you know. So, listen, I, I'm i optimistic on, on Mr. Purdy. But it's hard to really say what the long-term game is on him.
0: Yeah, there's an absolute chance that this is his, the only time he ever has value and that he's nobody in next year at this time. Yeah. That he'd, you know, worth a fourth rounder, third rounder.
2: Yep. And, and I don't is, even know what he's worth now. I haven't looked in the cal- You guys probably know because setting up this podcast, but I don't even know where he is right now in Superflex.
1: I've been trying to get him because I need a quarterback in a league we're in together, the Superflex Army. Yeah. And I need a quarterback. And this guy's got seven quarterbacks and he won't give up any of his quarterbacks.
2: OK, seven. So I don't, I, I'm like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And He keeps yeah. shooting
1: me down. And he's like, it's like no counter. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's got Tom Brady, Jimmy G, Jordan Love, Brock Purdy, Deshaun Watson and Mike White and Trey Lance. Yeah, it's a I lot of that. bodies, but not a lot of quarterbacks. If you have all the
2: bodies, I guess you want to see if anybody pops. (laughs) Yeah, and here's the thing. His current value is worth the 202. And it's like, well, basically when you see the 202, and this is a good reference point, whoever is selling is going to want to sell for more than the 202. And whoever's buying wants to buy for less than the 202. But the midpoint of that transaction is the 202. So if you really want to get out from under him, you're going to sell less than what most people would want to sell for. And if you're buying, you may want to buy for more than what people would want to buy for. So you need to find a seller that's willing to sell for less and a buyer that's willing to buy for more to reach this 202 point, which is how transactions are made. Yeah, that's
0: fair. Larry, so what have you
2: been trying to do in that league? You've been you've been trying. Uh, to I've sell been trying
1: years. to move Austin Eckler. And now his value's gotten worse. Well, that's worse. because he's not scoring points yeah. anymore. Well, he's 27 also. So, yeah, well, the age
0: his age becomes a bigger factor when he's not scoring points.
1: Yeah.
2: So you actually, you sent me a couple offers. Yes.
1: Echler. Then you're
2: then you like, I'm rebuilding too. And I was yeah, like, yeah, I right. took over an orphan just like you. <laughs> so I think you sent me, I can't remember. It was like Eckler for a first and
1: Eckler and a third for a
2: first and a second. Eckler and a third for a first and a second. But here's the
1: thing.
0: Which would be fine um, if so this was December and you were trying to, yeah. yeah, I mean,
1: I just took this team over. This was like a few days after I had taken it over when I'm just right. firing away trades to
2: everybody. So here's the thing: like you're, and this is a probably a good conversation to have too. Like, yeah, you want to move Eckler, but you're rebuilding, right? So doesn't yeah. really make sense to take on a running back like Elgier. Like it makes zero sense to take on. He has some value right now, but he could easily be replaced. What you should be doing with Eckler is moving Eckler to accumulate you probably don't need picks because well, you don't want to go after a pick because like justin was saying, like he's not scoring points and he's old so what you need to be doing with eckler is trying to get like a two for one where you're getting two receivers that are in the low first range in terms of value you know where you can go after like a dotson like trying to get a Dotson and uh like a Gabe Davis or something. I don't know. I'm just throwing a Bateman. Yeah, I, I've a been a Dotson pairing. and a Bateman yeah. would would probably get you pretty close to that value point because you just need to start accumulating pieces. Yeah.
1: Take over this Orton. I just want to blow it up, start fresh. I, there's a couple of core pieces I like that I'm gonna hold on to for the most part. It's just load up on the receivers, then you know, hopefully you, you get a I'm trying to get my hands on a quarterback because this I mean this roster was just old guys after old guys it was
0: unbelievable yeah which is a terrible thing for an off season and wanting to just blow it up the worst combination right because you could have moved a lot of those guys about a month ago for a good bit more yeah
1: well you know you take over an orphan, you're excited
0: (laughs) oh yeah it's time to make moves (laughs) and stir things up in the league yeah yeah, for sure
1: but yeah, no one's budging on, on Brock Purdy. Uh I've tried in a couple of
0: leagues because I just want
1: to I just want a piece of them. Just one. Just a little piece. Just in just case.
0: Yeah. Just in case, you know. Yeah. So you have zero shares right now, Larry?
1: Nah, yeah, no. Nah, th- no, I traded away the one that I spent like thirty dollars of fab on. So, so. funny
0: story, I, I picked up
2: Brock Purdy <laughs> three minutes before kickoff in the game that Jimmy G got hurt. Nice. And it's nice. just like I was like scouring. I'm like, it, it's a pretty, pretty deep league. And I'm like, Hey, going through. And he had a decent preseason. And I'm like, okay, well I have him in a few other leagues, um, deeper leagues. So I'm like, okay, he's available. Let me just pick a Brock Purdy. And then I think Jimmy, he got hurt in the first quarter too. So within 15 minutes of when I picked him up, I got, a, I had a starting quarterback and it's just pure luck that it happened. But yeah, sometimes you got to make your own luck, you know.
0: Brock Purdy or Joe Burrow. It's going to be a toss-up here.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so the
0: toss-up is Trey Lance or Brock Purdy. Because
1: right now, in the, in the trade calculator, Trey Lance is at a 21 compared to Brock Purdy, which is pretty yeah. much 11.
2: Yeah, and that's the thing. And I think that's more to do with the people that have Trey Lance now. They're Trey Lance people. Yeah so if you're a trey lance there's really not a lot of trey lance transactions
1: yeah it's another guy i've been trying to like trying to get to but yeah no one no
0: one's people the
1: people that have trey lance don't want anything more than what trey lance was worth a year ago or anything yeah. last
0: night yeah see like i think the place that you're gonna be able to capitalize on some of these values is like an auction startup where you're not worried about trying to jump ahead of somebody and maybe reach a little bit in a draft you can go on that direct value Guys like Kyler Murray, Trey Lance, Russell Wilson, as far as QBs, those are going to be some values in an auction that, you know, you can see the price reflected on the calculator. But in real life, it's a little harder to make that move in our leagues where, you know, it's not quite as reactionary. You know there's a lot of leagues out there that people just move players just because some you know one piece of news here and there and that can skew things but you know, in leagues where you play with a lot of veteran players a lot of guys who've seen this come and go we don't all jump out of our pants you know trying to make moves just because of one piece of news or a two or three game stretch right that's what we're encountering so you mentioned rashad bateman a minute ago you ready to change that twitter bio yet no <laughs> uh. Yeah. The Deontay Johnson and Bateman fans. Well, club
2: Deontay, Deontay Johnson's he is legit. Like, Deontay Johnson yeah. is one of the best, if not the best, just route runners pure in the NFL. Runner. Like, just he's phenomenal. I mean, it's why he gets peppered with targets nonstop. It's like he's, he's always open, or at least he creates enough separation that a quarterback feels comfortable throwing in the ball. Even if he's not wide open, he's at least got enough space more than a Claypool or a Pickens would have. So I love Deontay Johnson. I think Bateman too is. It's just he's in the wrong offense. You know, lying
0: um, about that. I'm a
2: big fan of the technical route runner receivers. Um, Bateman was that coming out of college. I really like Bateman. They kind of turned Bateman into a deep threat in in Baltimore and I don't think that's how he should be utilized but I'm not a coach uh but they they definitely needed somebody to stretch the field and they don't have that player there in Baltimore so he kind of was the guy that would try to get those intermediate slants and and just see if they can take it as opposed to having him be cuz they have Mark Andrews for their short their short stuff and I feel like they needed somebody to take that second that intermediate route instead of the short routes and they used bateman for that
0: yeah i feel like what they did was they traded marquise brown and decided that bateman was going to fill that role right and they're just not the same player they're you not. know
2: and he like, was successful for the before he got hurt like he he played that role okay like he'd have three catches for 100 yards and a touchdown like you're playing with fire i mean it's a, that's a boomer butt it's a gabe davis type role right where you're only getting five targets and you got to hope that one of them ends up being a broken play or just a long touchdown Um, to generate fantasy points because most of the time a five target game with lamar jackson at quarterback is going to be two or three catches and you're maybe getting 35
0: yards yeah yeah,
2: right i'm gonna keep the bio for now so
1: yeah so join our patreon we just launched i was able to fix it so that i put the show on the patreon so if you're a patron to the patreon Hmm. you have the ability to watch the live unedited show right here as we are recording it join us you could comment and stuff like that. Only if you're a, a patron though. We'll start putting
0: it out announcing when we're gonna post and when we're gonna be recording a little bit. So if you want to come and watch us, ask our guest questions, whatever, pester the <laughs> shit out of us, you know, that's what you're paying for. So go for it. <laughs> Join our Patreon. Look just go search for us Dynasty Hot Sauce Podcast. You yeah, you can hit us up. Go. Or go to our Twitter and uh it's all over our Twitter.
1: The tight end premium in the trade calculator. How does that um... What are what are they thinking about?
2: Uh, so how does tight end premium work?
1: Yeah, like are are they how much is are it? They, are they bringing in like all the tight end premiums together, or
2: are they? Yeah, what the, what actually we since, since tight end premiums, the problem with tight end premium leagues, if we pull tight end premium leagues in, they're going to vary from you know one and a quarter points to you know two two, two and a half yeah. points. Like there's crazy variations with that, and ours is a standard. Um, Ours is trying to show a standard one and a half point premium, and you can kind of figure it, out, you know, in your league you and figure it out from there. Uh, what we did, and I don't, I'd have to look at the calculation. There is a a multiplier in there that's created for tight end premium leagues, and mm-hmm. I want to say it's in the might be a doubler or something. Um, I might be able to access the back end to find out what that is. Interesting. Um, but yeah, there's definitely a multiplier in that for tight end premium. I'm thinking
1: about this Austin Eckler. And there's not much...
2: He's not... You're not getting a windfall for Austin Eckler.
1: That's for sure. Where is he? He's 28 in the uh, DTC ranks. Where is he in startups? Where is he in startups? What is his ADP? He's he's like the RB5. He's like 27.
0: Yeah, early third. Yeah, Yeah,
1: so 27 and he's 28 in the calculator. Uh, that's about right. Yeah, 28 in the calculator. It's funny that Wilson goes right before him. But Mark, Mark Andrews, DK Metcalf, like, do you... Austin Eckler or DK Metcalf, who would you rather have?
2: Yeah, I mean it depends on the context of the team, but I think Metcalf. the safe play is to go Metcalf. Um, yeah. unless you're unless you're stacked at receiver and you're in a really good dynasty window where you got a team set up to compete for three years. I, yeah. I mean is gonna be hard to beat at the running back position over the two, three year period, right? Assuming that he's still the guy long term.
0: Yeah. I think we get at least one more year of it, but I I, I can't bank on 27, 28 year old becoming or staying that way for well, two, three years. It just, it's scary to me.
2: But here's, here's the thing with him. It's he doesn't, he's a 200, 190 to 220 carry back, you know? So he's not, most of his production is coming through the air. I'm not too concerned with Eckler's like health and longevity. Of course he, he could be, he could get hurt just like any other player, but he's less likely to get hurt based on how he's utilized and I think when he signed his deal, I think he's still under contract for another two years after this, right? Or is next year is last year? I think next year is his last year, and then he's a free agent.
1: Eckler, yeah. Have to double check that. He's on a
2: pretty inexpensive deal; they got him for a killer price. So my guess is he's there for another year, and then he's going to hit the market, and let's see where he goes. But at that point, the way that they utilize him, and, and um, yeah. they're not going to do that anywhere else. Like he's not going to be able to get. The 150 targets or whatever he got this year
0: yeah, yeah he's he's on under contract for the seven million dollar cap hit so it's really cheap honestly yeah it's a great that's a They're cheap
2: drake london or
0: austin eckler straight up
2: <sighs> i'm
0: not i think the
2: right answer is probably once again it's kind it's hard with those trades because uh, context matters so much if i'm in a startup i'm not taking eckler over any of those guys right right exactly just because it's like, well, I don't try to go for a title year one. If it happens, it happens. But I try to build out to where you, plant, you plant the seeds. Yeah, in year two and three, I try to go for kind of home runs. Basically, I go for the highest deviation of value that I can get with reasonable safety, if that makes sense. I mean, it's it's kind of like if I'm in the third round, I'm pro- I'm taking Olave over DK Metcalf. Yes. Okay, because we know what DK Metcalf is, like really, really good. Um, And he's kind of a low-end wide receiver one. That's great. But now we're looking at DK Metcalf at 25 as a low-end wide receiver one. And Olave could also have a pretty high ceiling. He could be a mid-wide receiver one. And now I get him at 22. So I'd likely go that direction than I would DK I think some people would go dk and be like hey this this gives me the best of both worlds and that makes sense too but what i wouldn't do is take like an adams or a Diggs or a a cup in that range either where a lot of people would they would take those guys and they would try to compete year one but if they don't win year one then they're left scrambling yeah in the future which i don't want to do
1: it all depends on how you build your your roster yeah. in a startup and i'm pretty much like you where i'm I'm going young. I'm not taking a digs or any of those older guys. I'm like first, second year, first, second year guy. Yeah. I, yeah. Definitely. You're,
0: you're on another extreme. Cause you like you, you'll take the variants and without the safety, Larry, you'll take like, <laughs> all the young guys who are unproven and hope that they hit. <laughs> where hey. they hit yeah. He'll take, he'll take and some and of the guys. I can't help hit.
1: it, man. I love the rookies.
2: Yeah. And I'd much rather have like, what I do is I take, I take a bunch of backup running backs later on the draft. I try to take under, so like Michael Thomas, like if if I'm looking for that year one, try to to steal a year one victory, I'm going to try to take like the later on in the draft in the 12th, 13th round, whatever. I'm taking like a Michael Thomas or Brandon Cooks Mm -hmm. or something like that, where they could perform in the right situation and I could have a winner on my hands in the right situation, but I don't want to pay up for it with a Adams or a Diggs or something like that as a 28, 29 year old. I mean, everybody's got their style, which is the best part about this, this hobby. Uh, It
0: scares me to try and go all in on old players in a startup. It just, it feels so wrong because I know I'm trying to build something for the future. Yeah. So I almost never compete on a startup. I'm almost always punting first year. I might go to the extreme of punting and go and just trade up, trade back and trade back and trade back and get picks
2: yeah and it's okay it's okay having like a couple old guys right you can have a couple old guys littered in but you can't have an entire like 60 70 percent of your starting lineup old guys you know if you want to take uh like a i don't know like a terry mclaurin in the fifth or sixth round who's already 20 he's gonna be in age 28 season sure go ahead um, but you don't want to have too many of those, like even a Deontay Johnson in the sixth round. Like if I'm building a team for the future, but I want to try to maybe if I if all the cards fall into place, I can compete year one. Taking a Deontay Johnson in the sixth or seventh round is reasonable because the young guys that you'd be taking in that situation are less proven. They're They're the mm-hmm. they're the guys that you'd be taking. According to Justin,
0: Larry, yeah, absolutely,
2: yeah. According to Justin, so Larry, Larry would be <laughs> taking those types of players, like a who's a good example of a, a late, a late around
0: young player, a Brock Purdy. No, no, no. <laughs> he, he would be like, I'll take Traylon Burks instead of a Deontay Johnson. No, or, no, well, no, not no. Traylon. Traylon's
2: just... at least proven, but look, maybe like a Kadarius Tony.
0: Yeah, yeah, Tony. <laughs>
2: oh, God. Right. So, anyways, like. You you kind of see what I'm saying. Like those first three or four rounds, I'm going as young and as upside as possible. Sure. And then I'll try to mix in some opportunities to add in some veterans that are undervalued that could give me a couple, you know, two three years of a potential win now window as well.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. Score some of those late round points. Yeah, you don't want to completely. You're not getting value there, but you're getting points.
2: I don't try to completely shut myself out of year one, but I make sure that I could set myself up.
0: For future years
2: and give myself a backdoor to a title year one.
1: Have any of these um playoffs, any of these players elevate their draft stock? I mean, outside of Purdy. Yeah. From the playoffs? I mean, I mean could Hurts be any more? So instance, uh, last year,
0: well, last year, Gabe Davis had that m- massive game. Yep. And as an outlier, of, outliers, yeah. but it definitely it inflated his value across the board. I mean, you saw it in trades and things where people were like, Oh, he's the next number one in Buffalo.
2: Or at least he's a bona fide He's a bona fide pair against uh, opposite um, Stefan Diggs, right? Right. That's what people not going to replace Diggs, but he's, he's going to be, he's going to be the number two there for a long time, which for the role that he played, he's, he was the field stretcher. He was the, you know, the Marcus Brown of that, of that team. And so he filled the role that he was supposed to fill.
0: Yeah, but I think people were projecting him to be in that Correct. 120, 130 target. You know, he's going to take over kind of thing and and be a solid number two instead of just a, a role player. Yeah. Because they wanted the guy who was going to get 120 targets, catch 85 balls and have 1,000 or 1,100 yards. Yeah, But, I, yeah, you know, Larry, that question, I don't know that there's been anybody that's really stood out outside of Brock Purdy. That has really stood out in these playoffs in that way
1: yeah not not that's already a, a bona fide star
0: yeah. it's strange most of the time you don't have a gabe davis who comes out of basically nowhere and becomes you know the hottest thing all off season. right but boy it's it's fun to watch it when it happens because it's either going to pan out really well for those who go all in on a player like that or it's going to just turned disastrous
2: the only player right now that has a chance to to be that that's left is Skymore oh really well right? oh, no no he's the only player left I'm not saying he will do it but he's the only player if you look at if you look at the 49ers their players are already
0: very well established yeah, yeah.
2: you look at you look at the bills already well established the only player that could maybe come out is James Cook but uh or no the bills are out sorry so since he you have nobody. nobody. They already have yeah. their bona fide players. You have San Fran already have their bona fide players. Philly, the only player that could break out is a Quez Watkins. Um, but that's
0: I think it's like very, very... because we know already that they have Devontae right. and AJ Brown, so there's no right. role for him. Yeah. So right? Sky
2: Moore is the only player that could be it, maybe Pacheco too, with with Ooh, um, with Mahomes being you know, injured, maybe they yeah. rely on Pacheco a little bit more to help alleviate that. And he has a breakout, but it's gonna, if it's gonna come, the only team it can come from
0: are the Chiefs. That's interesting. And I don't know that, I don't know what kind of two game stretch it would take for Sky Moore to even become valuable. Oh a
2: two game stretch he needs a one game stretch. If he has like a big Super Bowl where he has. You know, six, seven touches for yeah. 100 yards and a touchdown.
0: You better believe he's rolling the training
1: rally. camp. He'll roll yeah. in the training camp with like a free really think? So. You
0: really think that'll be like yeah. a, a boost for him in the offseason? Because oh, I look game. at it and it's like the guy had, you know, 20 something catches for two. If he water.
1: goes off in, the, mm-hmm. in I know. the
2: next couple of games. Uh... But he has enough hype, and there's gonna they're gonna generate that buzz in the off season to be like, hey, he they finally gave him his 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 role, and he, he broke out, out, and it. it's gonna they're only gonna he's only gonna yeah, dude, take advantage of that moving into year two. If he wins but, the Super Bowl,
1: if he wins the Super Bowl, he'll be in commercials and stuff before the next season. Yeah. Yeah,
2: true. He'll have
0: to do better than the one catch for zero yards he had. (laughs) (laughs) Only one way to
2: go from here, right? Right. (laughs) Two touches, three yards. Oh my god!
1: And uh, speaking of trades, oh baby, I got my hands on some Lamar
0: Jackson this weekend.
2: Oh yeah!
1: In a league that uh, that I needed quarterback help. At well, least mm-hmm. hobbled,
0: so it's not like you had to chase him hard. Uh,
1: this was a, a trade that was proposed to me, and it was. There's there's a lot of there's a lot of crap in here, but it's it's basically. So I'll just t- give you give the whole thing, trade. and then we'll, we'll the weed thing.
0: out the crap. All right, so it's Lamar
1: Jackson, Hassan Haskins, and KJ Osborne. Okay. For Sam Darnold, Calvin Austin the third, Evan Ingram. and – and the 102 it's funny right.
0: larry first of all that you led with sam Darnold and not the 102 <laughs> i'm, just reading, it's clear, clear. <laughs> it's I'm just reading the
1: transaction
0: <laughs> i know i see the same thing on the on the email so i, I screenshot the email for the for the purpose of the pod
2: so it's it's lamar what else yeah, 1.5 12 5. team okay super flex yeah 1.5
1: tight end uh, it's Evan Ingram and a 102
2: for Lamar Jackson. That's more basically like, right. more or less. yeah. I, I'm still taking Lamar in that situation.
1: I was really excited because like I said, I really needed a quarterback. Uh, I have Trey Lance in this league. That's pretty much my only quarterback uh, outside a bunch of, a bunch of likes like Sam Darnold and Baker Mayfield and stuff like that.
0: Larry, you oh. posted in our Patreon a poll. And oh yeah. It was, uh, what's, Lamar worth and you put these numbers, these pick values, and I just was right. I was super confused by what you were asking
1: because <laughs> I was in terms of rookie picks.
0: Yes, and well that's what oh. co- got really confused because he put 101-102, then he put 103 to 105, and then he said 106 open end. Is I, Lamar I mean, worth think, more than the 101 to you? I think I mean
2: I think absolutely 100 percent Yeah.
0: I, my question was why wasn't there two first So you know like that option? The one hundred and one like, and the one ten or something. You,
2: you drop you drop Lamar Jackson into this draft, he's going one hundred and one. Yeah, right. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how you take Bijan ahead of him. Mm. I, you're getting you're getting a top when he's healthy. You're getting a top five dynasty quarterback at the one hundred and one that you've seen that you've seen be a top five dynasty quarterback, and you're getting a, what you're replacing that with is a, a maybe top five dynasty running back. For the next handful of years
0: yeah, we don't know like we don't know yeah, what the, the poll do. to me the poll to me seemed kind of silly because it was like no one is gonna give no one is gonna take the 106 for Lamar well Jackson. because
1: i was about to trade the 102 for Lamar. i
0: understand but all i'm saying is the 106 open-ended rookie pick shouldn't have been an option that's yeah. kind of a fluff pit. Oh that's yeah, like yeah. A fluff yeah. I don't, I I don't get I
2: why somebody would do this. So like that yeah. person's that person's idea is they're gonna go Young or Stroud. Well, they yeah because because this person has
1: Danny Dimes and nothing else. Davis Mills, yeah, but, Carson Wentz. Like he doesn't but, have us. The Sam Darnold was in the deal, but he doesn't have anyone outside of Danny Dimes. So he says that's his QB one right now. So I but, guess his,
2: wait, where's Lamar? It's on my was team. yeah right. <laughs> yeah, got him. You, you you he had a QB Yeah, <laughs> right. So, he had
1: Lamar. He's on my right. team
2: now. So he had Danny Dimes and Lamar, and he traded Lamar and was left with Danny Dimes. Right, right.
0: So, so now he's hoping that he gets another Lamar. Yeah, and you're
2: Lamar. not the odds of you getting Young or Stroud to be Lamar is I right. Mean, you're yeah, needle in a haystack.
0: Yeah, realistically, the trade is a you killed that one, Larry but you didn't have to do anything. The guy sent you a trade offer, including the one, including Lamar for the one Oh two. And you're like, sure, that sounds good. And you took it.
1: Well, it was one of those deals. Lucky that son of a bitch. Yeah. It was one of those deals where you don't want to send a counter. You want to mess with it. Cause for fear that like, the, right. Yeah. You know, he'll change his mind or something. So I, I just like, I just accepted it without even, I was not even going to mess with it. I'm like, I'm just taking this. I, I don't give a yeah, shit. It
0: is good enough. It doesn't matter. You yeah. Know? I was like, and Lamar in the 102 yeah. that that's good enough
1: right yeah. so yeah that was my big deal of the of the weekend my f- and because I've gotten I've had Lamar and I've you know I've been passing him around and stuff and I've uh, this is I haven't this is the only Lamar share I have now
0: that's exciting I'm ready for things to settle down over here so I can start sending out a bunch of trade offers I swear oh, it's God. been a, it was a dead week for me I didn't make a single trade I got the shakes right now. I got I made a trade in a week. It's not feeling good.
1: How yeah. many, how many leagues you in is he? Uh,
0: not as many as
2: people would think. Um, I basically got to the point now where if a league folds, I don't, I haven't added any, Ooh, um,
1: that's, that's awesome.
2: I take on an, I'll take on an, or, and really I don't, I haven't done a startup in a long time, but mm-hmm. I take over orphans now and try to yep. just rebuild bad orphans. Um, that's kind of where I deem the challenge to be. It's it's not the startup stuff isn't exciting to me. Yeah. So yeah, I get it. Yeah. So I'm probably right now. I think I'm in four, 14 leagues, thirteen nice. or fourteen leagues.
0: Oh, you're just strictly dynasty leagues, correct? Do you play any redraft, or are you just all in on dynasty? And-
2: um, I have one high stakes redraft league that's local. Yeah. That I'm in, and then I do the SFB. Right, redraft, and then those are my only two redraft leagues. Yeah,
0: yeah, we're pretty limited on redraft as well. It's, all it's
1: just charity, lot, just a bunch of charity
2: leagues. You know, yeah,
0: Warrior, Warrior yeah. Bowl, Polly's Playoff, all that and, stuff. And, we and get to be
2: honest, there. I don't, I don't put a lot of time into eliminators. I just don't put a lot of time into the redraft. Like even when those redraft leaks come around, I don't. It's not like I'm really digging into any sort of research. Just kind of wing it. Uh, I was yeah.
0: thinking about this. Earlier today, actually, I had a long drive this morning for work, and I was trying to figure this out because I I was really good at redraft, and the last few years have been just not great <laughs> just because I don't spend the kind of time doing mock drafts that I used to do. You know, mock drafts can make a big difference in a redraft. I'm just like, fuck it. I'm just going to go in there and draft. I know players, whatever.
2: Oh, but yeah, it's so mock hard draft. to
0: motivate to do mock drafts when you're like, I could send trades out instead, and I could work on my dynasty, you know, my dynasty leagues. I don't
2: know. Yeah, and, and I, I've always kind of tried to zig when everybody's zagging, but it feels like in redraft everybody does the same thing. Um at this point. Yeah. Whereas yeah. Dynasty, you the could, right players. Yeah, with Dynasty, you, you could you could have a draft and you know there's four people that do it one way, four people that do it another way, and four people do it a third way, right? And it's kind of like you get a bunch of different people with plans. Right now in the dynasty landscape or in the redraft landscape, it's very much, there's a couple people that draft running backs and everybody else just pounds receivers. <laughs> and then you're just, it's basically just a chase for who's going to get the highest scoring wide receivers. And then who's running backs won't get hurt. Speaking so, of startups, yeah. what were you, ta- what were you saying, Justin? Speaking uh, of you startups. know
0: what, I was thinking of the exact same <laughs> segue <Segway> there, buddy. <laughs> oh, nice. Startups. Well, you know, we mentioned it the last couple of weeks, but we are expanding... The Listener League, our 2018 two copy league is going to become a three copy 42 teamer. Come on in, let's get her done. If you want the big twist, drafting drafting your your enemies, maybe your friends, but mostly your enemies because we like to make enemies, right? Yeah, you uh, drafting your enemies draft picks in the uh, rookie drafts in the start of rookie drafts going forward. Yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, so
0: charity charity thing there and then uh we had three different champions this year because we do division champions and we do an overall league champion and there was no crossover in that so hit me or larry up on the twitter sphere group me facebook you know tap on our windows whatever you gotta do
1: yeah we'll just chip away yeah. at it whenever it fills up uh, no rush it's exciting to just yeah. talk about it and we'll um you know, bang out that startup. And what's cool about it is we can trade into the startup like our existing teams. So like we're gonna be picking on these
0: folks while while they're in on the startup.
2: Yeah. I can that's kinda of neat neat little uh
0: I had fun with that last year. Uh, <laughs> yeah. jumping in there and grabbing it's a couple of cool. here and there, but
1: got two quarterbacks last year in the in the startup. Who'd and you I, get? Those? Did you get Zach Wilson in there? I got no, I got like <laughs> Carson Wentz and Ryan Tannehill or something. So, you didn't get any quarterbacks in there? That's all, <laughs> yeah, I've, I've since flipped <laughs> them. I think uh, Kenny Walker was in on that one of those. <laughs> yeah.
0: Make it bigger, man. Make it bigger. Well, I would like, I'm i
1: itching for a startup, Izzy. Uh, I haven't done a startup in a few years as well. Mm-hmm. So, um, I was like, and and you know, the pigs league. I think we were in the pigs league. Uh, that that which folded, right?
2: Yeah, God, that that league was so weird. Like that league, I will tell you what, I I didn't think I made a. Tra- I don't spend any. I didn't spend any time in that league doing anything. And yeah. every year, my team just was always just it always found a way. And I don't. It's weird. <laughs> I completely abandoned it, and it was still. Productive. <laughs> you gotta uh, set it and forget it, baby. But I it's like. And then you'll you'll be in other leagues where like okay this is the league that I'm going to focus on and you just can't get anything to break your way. Yeah,
1: I went fourteen and zero in the pigs league this year.
2: Did you? Yeah. Picks. What is it? Picks. Which ones open?
1: Picks three. No, no, no. It's the the. Oh, pigs did, one.
2: Did, were you the one that was picking up a bunch of players and free <laughs> Probably you?
1: the yeah, only dude playing the league. It was me and I, like two it. other guys.
2: Yeah, you guys were picking. up. I remember that. Like, Jeez. what's going on? I was getting notifications. I'm like. Why is this who are these why are these people picking up players? Dude, I what went 14 and 0.
1: Doing? Yeah.
0: <laughs> undefeated. He's made himself a trophy. There's and, no there uh, was no better. playoff
1: component, though. There was no playoffs or anything. It's just like yeah, just the league didn't exist.
2: <laughs> it's hilarious. Make sure you put that in your bio. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs>
1: 2022 uh, pigs undefeated. Undefeated, undefeated pigs. Undefeated pigs One champ. Yeah. yeah. Well, not oh, I, I not. couldn't say champ, but I but I will word it. You know, so it's like, you know, undefeated me, in 2022. Yeah, 14 and 0 Pigs League. League yeah. 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 I, just, I just unlinked a bunch of like eliminators and I'm looking at this Pigs League and I'm like, ah, do I want to do this again next year? Because I just set a starting lineup every week and I just, you know, you win. Yeah. Yeah. First place. Feels sports good. Sports Feels Canada. good. Right. <laughs> if you go on our Instagram page, if you go on the Dynasty Hot Sauce uh, Instagram page, you will see a screenshot of that record.
0: Amazing. You? Oh my. You're I mean, blessed. I, I think I put it up there. I'm planning on doing that next year in the listener league, putting my undefeated screenshot up on <laughs> good one, man. <laughs> yeah. My other question about the DTC,
1: the Debbie value. Mm-hmm. How, this, how, do you, that, that was just curious to me because sometimes I'm in um, a couple Debbie depleted leagues, mm-hmm. and I'll punch in a guy and his his he'll have a he'll have a score.
2: Yeah. So Debbie um, Debbie's been a, a challenge for us since the uh, the beginning just because of the scoring formats and how different. Things I, there are so many Devi leagues with different formats, like it, the variations way too wide. So we actually um, brought in a few guys to help us with um, Devi values. And I don't play Devi, so and none of the owners of DTC play Devi. So we didn't know how to yeah. manipulate the algorithm to pull in the right information and with the right league settings and all of that. So instead of taking that on and trying to figure that out, we basically outsourced yeah. outsourced it kind of like we did with IDP, where we have the IDP Ooh, guys.
1: That's right. Yes. IDP functionality as well.
2: Yeah. So we did that with IDP guys, and we did the same thing with Debbie. Debbie Kane is one of the guys that sure. um, that works the values for the Devi. He's the uh, head honcho. I don't know the other two gentlemen that help. He's the one that I know.
1: Kane's been on the show,
2: and uh, I've been in contact
1: with him to get him back on because we want to start talking about those 2023 rookie class. Yeah. So that's yeah, exciting. a local Minnesota yeah.
2: guy, fellow Minnesota guy that's right yeah you guys get together too sometimes right like i i've seen him a couple times yeah i've seen him a couple yeah, times. he lives out right. in like marshall minnesota so he's a he's it, what's interesting is funny story is one of his best friends from college is one of my neighbors and we just kind of end up figuring really? that out so yeah it's just oh. a small
0: world like that yeah.
2: yeah
1: at debbie underscore kane yes debbie
0: Marketplace. place right, so izzy are you guys recording about for your podcast with JP, are y'all recording like once every couple of weeks these days, or? Well, it's been
2: a. Oh man, tell you what. So. That's guy Hurley's
0: gone through another another
2: um, one of those D words, you know. Oh, all so, right. He's on number he, two, he, huh? Yeah, he's on, nice. And he's ready. Uh, he's ready with a number three. So we'll see what happens with that You hey, Guy's out of his mind. Uh, great guy, but um, could use to he could slow down a little bit. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> you know what causes those? Yeah. <laughs> so we've had a difficult time getting a regular cadence. He keeps trading them in, right? Yeah, he does. Yeah. He's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we, we actually haven't recorded a show in maybe four weeks and yeah, it's been
0: mid yeah,
2: it's been a while. So I think we're gonna I don't know, it's usually just me having the conversation. Hey, when are we gonna record the podcast? And I haven't even done that in a few weeks. So I think you know, we've kind of had a new guest new um kind of co-host, a third person every year. And I don't know if we're gonna go back to doing a duo or if we're gonna have a a new third person for the year. We haven't figured it out we haven't even had that conversation yet. We're still trying to work on finding some more developers to uh, we have some ideas for a current development plan. So, where it kind of focuses just the business side of things as opposed to the podcast. Yeah, we'll get back on the wagon soon, I'm sure.
0: I enjoyed it, when he was on there.
2: Yeah, yeah, K- Kosh is good, and he,
0: he like that things. young voice that all of his old folks are. He just does
2: the, He does things so differently, which is nice. I don't do Dynasty the way that he does, which is right. good. It's what you
0: want. Yeah, that's how deals get made.
1: I remember one of the first times I listened to uh, the podcast. Uh, Nick Whalen was on, and you two yeah. guys were just going at it. Pretty yeah, cool. Nick.
0: Yeah, Nick and
2: I had some good, uh, good back and forth for sure. <laughs> Izzy,
1: thank you so much for coming on the show. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Thanks
2: for having me. You got a lot, of, uh, a lot of stuff. I mean,
1: Dynasty Trade Calculator. If you guys are into, you know, improving your your trading, come you're sending offers out. You want to evaluate an offer coming in. Dynasty Trade Calculator is uh, one of the references yeah. you know it's a reference don't, don't you know don't take Great it Tool. yeah we Great tool we designed
2: you. it specifically with the person that's converting from fantasy into dynasty that needed something to help them yes. it's that that's uh when you go to a when you go to your fir- very first experience at six flags and you got to grab that that map you know to figure out where you're going to go to maximize your your time there that's yeah. what that's what that DTC is. Grab that map, and figure out where you're going, it's, and it's inexpensive. It's really, it's, bam. It's just it's, you, you, it's a annual cup of coffee a month or right. a burrito, chips and guac, and a drink a year. There That's it is, just for a friend. Boom, and
1: you're yeah. automatically improved as a dynasty player. What do you say, baby? You ready to rock and roll, Justin? Let's hit the road,
0: Jack. Go! Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Hot Sauce Pod. Yeah. One, two, three, four.
2: Roger. Talking dynasty football, baby.